Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Today, I want to talk to you about my priorities in 2023 because frankly, I think they should be your priorities too. And once we get into the episode, I think you'll understand why. So let's talk about it. In the last episode, I told you that I was going to talk about this. And then I got so into the discussion about business planning that I completely forgot and wrapped up the episode without speaking on it. So this is a little mini episode to bring us back to that. And what we're going to talk about today is prioritizing peace, productivity, and profit. And those are the three things that I really want to focus on for 2023. And I don't really have a word for 2023. A lot of people, especially business owners, do that or they set a theme for the year. These are the things that I want to prioritize in 2023. And they are in that order as well. It's not random. I am prioritizing peace as my number one priority. And I'll talk a little bit about why. Productivity is sort of the, the next one. And that has a few things that fall under that umbrella as well. And then obviously profit. We all want profit. We all want our businesses to make money. Um, and we all want to be able to accumulate as much of that money as possible. So that's kind of a given, but I'll talk a little bit about that in more detail. So the reason that I've sort of come to this conclusion, and it's something that I realized months ago um, in the sort of second half of 2021, or 20, 2021, the second half of 2022, is that I had not been prioritizing peace in my life really ever. And to be totally frank with you, 2022 absolutely kicked my ass. I maintained my business. I maintained my revenue, but I did not grow my business in 2022 because I was so unwell for most of the year that to be honest, I could barely function at times. And I think really what happened here is that the chronic stress and the trauma of 2015 to 2018 really caught up with with me and with my husband. And so did all of the stress and trauma of my husband's career. Um, for those of you that don't know, he's a police officer. He was formerly a correctional officer. So even without any other life stresses, being the spouse of somebody that does that kind of work is incredibly challenging sometimes. And it comes with a whole world of things that you just are not aware of unless you are partnered with somebody who does that kind of work. Um, and it's not specific to police officers. I think people that are firefighters, people that are paramedics, people that are nurses and doctors, anyone that kind of works in that sort of like emergency service space um, will know what I'm talking about when I say that this is a really unique challenge and it brings unique stressors and unique strains. And obviously on top of all of the literal trauma that they experience. So my husband and I are both very sort of pull yourself up by your bootstraps, like get on with it. You know, when the going gets tough, the tough gets going. We are both very much that personality. And I think one of the issues that we encountered is that we have done that for so long that we had stopped noticing the toll that all of these things that life had thrown at us was taking on us. And in 2022, sort of at the end of 2021, if you've been following the podcast closely, you'll you'll remember me speaking about this at the end of 2021. I knew something was wrong at the end of 2021. And I had started to experience a bit of a, a collapse in my executive function and in my physical health. And that honestly continued into 2022. And I started off this year in the depths of what I think I can honestly say now was a very severe depression. Um, I would say it was high functioning. You know, I was getting up every morning. I was taking care of the kids. I was, you know, doing all of the things that I did normally. 
Um, I had my highest grossing quarter ever in Q1 of 2022. Um, so a very sort of high functioning depression, but nonetheless, um, I think I can honestly say at this point that it was a depression and it was very, very bad. And what happened towards the end of Q1 is that I got COVID, which was very mild and insignificant to me um, in terms of my physical health. But subsequent to catching COVID, I just never really got better. Um, it really did a number on my immune system. And I was basically sick until July. And it was brutal. And this was in addition to not being in the best place mentally. And over the course of the year, I sort of pulled myself out of that depression hole. And because I wasn't physically well, because I still wasn't addressing the root cause of all of the issues, it kind of morphed into a very, very extreme anxiety. And I don't know, I don't know if that's normal. I'm not a psychologist, but um, I know that many people that I've spoken to have experienced this as well, where you sort of oscillate between that depression and anxiety when things are bad. And, you know, the reality that things were, the reality is that things were not bad. You know, we are very lucky in many, many ways, but we had never addressed all of the damage that had been done to each of us as individuals and to us and our relationship back in 2015 to 2018 and over the course of my husband's career and the toll that that had taken. And because we had never addressed that in the moment, because we had just tried to kind of like tough it out there was all of this unresolved emotional toll that needed to be resolved. And for me, that manifested itself in extreme anxiety to the point that basically in the summer of 2022, I was almost unable to eat. Like I was drinking smoothies and like, like insure drinks, like boost drinks, because I, I couldn't keep food down. It was, it was really, really bad. And I've never experienced that in my life. Um, but I think for me, that was a really, painful and difficult part of coming out of survival mode. And when I finally slowed down enough to acknowledge that this is what was happening and to acknowledge that things were bad and that I was not okay, that's sort of when the idea of prioritizing peace in my life really came through for me really strongly. I knew that I was not all right. I knew that I could not continue on that trajectory and I'm very grateful that I had put the work in in previous years to get my business to the point where, you know, really this year it has ticked along with very minimal input from me. That's not to say that I haven't had to work hard. I don't ever want to paint that picture. But the amount that I worked in 2022 was astronomically low compared to any other year. And I was able to maintain a six figure business. As I said, I did not, you know, grow my revenue to any great extent. I don't have any amazing, um, I don't have any amazing profit or revenue metrics to share with you, um, or anything like that. And I, I don't have any incredible business goals achieved. But for me, the fact that my business maintained throughout what it was essentially a major personal crisis is something that I am very grateful for and very proud of. And I know that it did that because of the work that I put in prior. So, I'm very thankful for that. Nonetheless, peace is on my radar. It's it's at the top of my list for 2023. And it is something that I have historically completely disregarded. 
And it's something that I think a lot of us disregard, especially, you know, kind of in our like modern, like North American lives, especially as parents, we're just go, 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 go all the time. We have so many obligations and we are on social media all the time. And so we're always seeing other people doing things that we could be doing or buying things that we could be buying. And I just, I just think that we need to kind of viciously edit that shit out of our lives and really prioritize a peaceful existence if we want to achieve the things that we want to achieve without, you know, killing ourselves in the process, without damaging our health irreparably in the process, you know? And I I didn't get that sick because I wasn't taking care of myself at all. It was because I had failed to take care of myself for so many years prior that the self-care and like the mental health and physical health bank account, so to speak, was massively overdrawn. And the very like minor efforts that I was making to look after myself, they were not big enough deposits. And the same was true for my marriage. And I'm not going to talk about that in detail on the podcast probably because it's very private to me, but I do want to touch on it because I know that this is something that so many of you are experiencing, have experienced. And I always like to feel like I'm not alone when I'm going through something. So I, I want to be clear that like this wasn't just me individually. My husband had been doing the same thing to himself. And as a result, we were doing it to each other, to our relationship. You know, we had been in survival mode for so long that we were trying to make an effort to pour into each other. But the reality was that the deposits just were not big enough to make a dent in the massive overdraft that we had racked up, you know, in our like emotional bank account for our relationship. And I don't blame us for that. We were put in impossible situations very early in our relationship, and we were given more responsibility than anybody our age should have been carrying um, and at our stage of life. But the reality is that that is what happened. And so that's now something that we have to address in order to have a thriving relationship for the long haul. And that's part of this sort of prioritizing piece. We have identified that prioritizing a low stress life is something that we both want is something that's going to benefit us as individuals and it's going to benefit our marriage and our relationship and so we are very committed to that going forward so 2022 rude awakening i really realized the real impact of not prioritizing my own peace i suffered very heavily for it and the year was incredibly emotionally difficult for me Um, I am still recovering from it, to be honest, but I'm recovering quite quickly and I'm feeling quite good. I'm like feeling surprisingly good considering everything that I had to deal with because I'm now like really like actively and like passionately taking care of myself. My peace is my number one priority. And under that umbrella, I include physical health, mental health, you know, overall wellness, all of it. That's my number one priority. And putting that first is actually allowing me to be incredibly efficient in the way that I produce, you know, in terms of my business and in terms of that, like running my household and things like that. Um, all the things that need to be done in my personal life. And it's also allowing me to be continuously profitable because I am in the right headspace to make profitable decisions. I have spent a very long time, you know, my entire business to date, prioritizing productivity and profit and sort of leaving myself with the scraps of whatever was left And we're not doing that anymore. And this will look different for each and every one of you. But the reason that I share that with you is because I want you to understand how bad it can get. I want you to understand that you don't have to let it get that bad. And that if you are in that place or you feel like you're sliding into that place, that you can turn it around. 
And I want you to, I want you to understand that you are not the only one experiencing that, that you, there are so many people that are going through the same thing and that are going to go through the same thing, but that we are responsible for changing that trajectory. And I personally believe that the goal of a low stress life, the goal of prioritizing peace in your life before anything else, allowing other things to come after it is key here. So prioritizing peace is going to look different for each and every one of you. For me, it looks like kind of viciously editing everything out of my life that doesn't bring me peace or that disturbs my peace, right? So we're talking when I go through my day, if I encounter something that creates that kind of like that gross feeling of stress in your chest or something that generates anxiety for me, I'm actually making a note of it. I'm writing it down in my phone or on a piece of paper or something like that, usually in my phone. And then when I'm in a calm state, I'm looking for ways to edit that out of my life. I'm actively looking all day, every day for ways to make my life run smoother so that I'm not constantly getting hung up on these like getting snagged on these stressful moments, right? And that may sound extreme. That may sound like, oh, like, you know, what do you mean you can't handle like little daily stressors? And it's absolutely not a case of not being able to handle daily stressors. It's a case of healing from chronic stress and having to go to extreme lengths to do that. Okay, so if you're in in a place where you feel like your nervous system has been dysregulated for a long time, where you just don't feel good, where you have a lot of anxiety, where you just you're not feeling your best and you are experiencing the side effects of that, then I really want you to consider that this may sound extreme, but it's it's in it's an aid of a really like reasonable thing that you that you should expect for yourself. It's everybody deserves a peaceful life, right? You deserve to not be racked with anxiety. You deserve to not feel stress in your chest every day or to have stomach problems or, you know, whatever it is. You you deserve to not be stressed out by every second of your life. And so many of us now are for a variety of different reasons um, that we've normalized it, right? And I have just decided I'm done with that. I I don't want to normalize being super stressed all the time. And I'm going to take whatever steps I need to take to change that. And if they are a little bit extreme, like figuring out every single thing that stresses me out during my day or pisses me off or makes something harder than it has to be and finding a solution to make that a little bit smoother, that's what I'm going to do. So again, like this is everything you hear on this on this podcast is like a buffet, like take what you want, leave what you don't. But that's where I would start if you're looking to prioritize peace. And the next piece is proper self-care. Okay. So, you know, we're trying to remove stressors from our daily life and that's because you could do all the self-care in the world. And if you're constantly being stressed out by things in your day-to-day life, you're not going to reap the benefits of that self-care, right? So we, we start with the removing stressors as much as possible. And this could be the removing stressors, by the way, doesn't have to be like changing something drastic in your life. It could be like, what's an example from my life? Our fridge door is broken. Like our fridge door has this little flap on it and it catches every time we close it. And it is the tiniest little thing. It is so insignificant. It's actually quite easy to fold it in and close the fridge door properly. But for some reason, this fridge door 
irritates the fuck out of me. And so I called somebody to fix it. And that's something that, you know, is maybe common sense to some of you. <laughs> like, oh, the fridge door is broken. I'm going to call someone right away to come and fix it. But those are the kinds of things that I just tend to let accumulate in my life. And then I have a day where I have, you know, 40 of these tiny little things happen that piss me off or irritate me or slow me down or stress me out. And it it dysregulates me throughout the course of the day. So that that's what I mean by viciously editing those things out. If there's something broken or not working properly in your daily life that you're using constantly, fix it, replace it, take the steps that you need to take to make things run smoother. So you're not having these little irritations and little stressors slowing you down. And once you have started doing that, turn your attention to self-care so that you can really reap the benefits of that self-care. So for me, self-care looks like trauma therapy. It looks like uh, massage and Cairo. Uh, it looks like working out quite hard four or five days a week. And that's something I implemented for the first time in my life in 2022. And it has absolutely changed everything for me. And I'm so happy about it. But like, these are the, these are kind of like the grown up self care things, right? Like, bubble baths are great. I, I love, you know, an, an everything shower, you know, like the shower where you like shave your legs and you shave your armpits and you like moisturize and you exfoliate and you do all the things. You do a hair mask. I love a good everything shower and like a skincare routine. That is self care, 100%. That self care is not going to heal you, right? It's not, it's not going to regulate your nervous system and fix things the way that psychological intervention or, you know, physiological intervention is going to, right? So turn your attention to proper self-care, the things that you really need that are maybe not the easiest to do. Like working out is not easy. Trauma therapy is not easy, but those things are hard in the moment and make things better in the long run. And so they are a priority for me in 2023. So the PDF that I'm going to share with you in the show notes of this episode is, uh, just has a little set of like journaling prompts, um, for you. And it's just three, three prompts for you to address at the beginning of the day or at the end of the day, however you decide you want to do it. Um, and they are to kind of put you in that headspace of peace. Okay. And I'm not going to go into them in detail here on the podcast because we have a bit more to talk about still. But when you download it, you'll see there's three little journal prompts. There's a section for productivity and a section just for you to identify uh, a profitable activity for you that day. So let's move on to productivity. So for me, productivity is actually very deeply connected to peace because I feel good when I'm productive. I feel um, I feel much more accomplished. I feel much more peaceful when I know that I'm getting stuff done. I find it very stressful to let things accumulate um, undone. And I find it very stressful to feel like I'm behind. So while actively trying to do less, I am also actively trying to ensure that I get the things that I do want to get done, done. And that's what I mean by productivity. Okay. I don't mean adding 5 million things to your to-do list and trying to smash through it every single day that's not going to give you a peaceful life. What I mean is having systems in place so that you can produce the things that you need to produce every day and you can finish out your day feeling accomplished and feeling at peace because you've done that. So I use a block system 
And you can go to my Instagram and go to the time management highlight and it will walk you through the block system. But essentially what I used to do was I would basically write a to-do list for the day. I would like, I would get organized for my week or for my month or whatever. And then when it came down to individual days, I would just write a massive to-do list and I would try to knock it all off. And what would happen is I would do like one thing or maybe none of it because there was so much on the list and the day would just get away from me all the time. This would happen constantly and I would feel so stressed out by it. I would feel so behind and unaccomplished and inadequate and it really bothered me. So I started blocking my day into smaller chunks and I actually got this idea from a weight loss influencer that I follow on TikTok and she explained that she breaks her day. I think she uses three or four chunks is how she breaks her day down. And she explained that she considers each section of the day as like a new opportunity to catch up on her nutrition or her fitness or whatever it is, right? So she has a bad morning and she doesn't eat the way that she wants to eat or, you know, go for her walk or whatever it is. The day is not a write-off. Then she has her like midday block. And so she can adjust her, her lunch plan to accommodate for the morning and she considers it a new opportunity each, you know, each day. I thought that was really powerful from a productivity standpoint as well, because one of the reasons that I wasn't getting things done is because I had this big fuck off to-do list that like, it was so overwhelming. Right. And, and I think that's the case for most of us. So I started blocking my day off and I have an early block, which is before the kids get up. I have a morning block, which is from when the kids get up to when I drop Branson at school. I have a work block, which is the block where he's at school. I have an afternoon block, which is when I pick him up until they go to bed. And then I have a bedtime. I call it a bedtime block. You could call it a late night block or whatever. And that's when the kids go to bed. That's the couple of hours that I have to myself and what I need to get done then. And you can go and look at that highlight for more details about it. But essentially, I have tasks that I repeat every day during those blocks. And then I swap out specific things. So for example, like in my work block, it's not going to be the same every day, but I just keep this on a note in my iPhone and it is an absolute game changer. I just use the little checklist function and each block has a checklist and almost every day I get pretty much everything done on my list. And that is because it allows me to see so clearly what I actually have time for to plan accordingly. And it removes the overwhelm because each block just doesn't have that much in it. The biggest block is honestly the afternoon block because I usually try to get the kids outside after school. I try, I get, you know, dinner on the table. We have baths, we have playtime, we have bedtime. They usually have some TV time, stuff like that. There's a whole bunch going on after school. For me, that's the most hectic block of the day. I keep our morning super streamlined. Um, my work block is usually like I start off by going to the gym and then I'd sit down at my desk and I'll just smash through whatever it is that I have to do or if I have a day of calls or whatever that looks like. But I can see it at a glance. I can, you know, cross-reference with my calendar and put my appointments in there. I'm blocking my days off like that has been absolutely transformative for me. So I really encourage you to give it a go if you're struggling with time management. And that is built into that planner page that that we have here for you to download. Um, so you'll see the blocks are laid out on your page. So if you want to write them out, with pen and paper, you can do that on your planner page. Like I said, I just do it in an iPhone note. I find it really handy to have it like that. 
the last piece of this, the last priority is profit. And that's not to say that it's not important. Um, these things are all kind of, you know, almost equally important, but piece obviously number one and the other two will naturally follow. So in order to prioritize profit, doing a couple things, ruthlessly auditing business activities, right? It's so easy to do so many things in your business. It's so easy to get sidetracked from the real money makers in your business because of shiny object syndrome and because of fear and, you know, all of these different things, right? But ruthlessly auditing what it is that you're actually doing in your business and where you're spending your time is really, really important because if you are wasting your time, for example, desperately trying to make five TikToks every day and they're not actually, you know, doing anything for you or your content isn't intentional, right? It's like, let's say you're spending four hours a day on TikTok. Is that making you profit? You you need to audit that. Let's say you're spending two hours a day in your Instagram DMs. Are you closing sales in there? Like what's what's actually going on there? Is it making you money? You need to audit that. You need to understand where your time is going and whether or not it's actually making you money so that you can delete the things that are absolutely useless and you can delegate the things that you don't need to be doing, okay? Even if that's happening as a part of a long-term plan. I'm not saying you have to go out and hire a full staff tomorrow. I'm just saying do the audit, understand where your time is going. The other thing is prioritizing something that creates cash every single day. So this could be as direct as getting on uh, your getting on your email platform and emailing an offer out to like a sales email out to your list. It could be as indirect as getting on your Instagram stories and starting to lay the groundwork for an offer that you're going to make next week. You need to do something that is a money-making activity every single day. That is what prioritizing profit looks like, okay? Whether that's direct or indirect. Um, and the other thing that you can do there is do something that is related to sort of managing and keeping your money, right? So like checking on your business finances, making sure your bills are paid, you know, checking in on your cash flow, stuff like that. You want to do something related to your cash in your business every single day. And then the other things that I would work on in terms of prioritizing profit are money mindset. So we are going to have a resource coming out for you. I've been promising it for so long, but as I've explained, 2022 was not the time for me to create a mindset resource for you because I was in the throes of pulling myself out of a pretty bad spot. So as we go into 2023, I'm feeling much more energized. I'm feeling much more balanced. I feel like my energy is in the right place to create that for you and that I have even more depth and substance to bring to it now. So I'm really excited, but we are going to be producing a mindset resource for you and money mindset is going to be a big part of that. So working on your money mindset, every day, really important for prioritizing profit. And the last thing that you can do to prioritize profit is optimize your offers. And that is something we're going to talk about in another episode in a lot of detail. But optimizing your offers is very important. You really want to make sure that you are selling things that make sense. You are selling things that are profitable. You are selling things that you can deliver well. And you're selling things that are of very high value to the people that you're selling them to. Okay. So we've talked about prioritizing peace, we've talked about prioritizing productivity, and we have talked about prioritizing profit. Those are my three big things in 2023, and I hope that you make them your big things too, because you deserve peace, and you deserve that well, like wonderful feeling of being like being at peace and, and being productive in the way that you want to be, and you deserve a shit ton of profit in your business, and that's what I want for you in 2023. So head to the show notes. Download that little PDF planner sheet and get to work and I will see you next episode.